Back to Consuming the Craft podcast. With me back today is Michael McGeary from Yuda Wine. Correct. And we, I still could nail on these <laughs> pronunciations. Um, and then I couldn't say pronunciation, which is also I kind mean, of ironic. You're, you're one for two. It's all right. <laughs> so we were just talking about Yuda Wine. I was like, man, I should have been recording this. Where does the name Yuda Wine or Yuda Winery? Yuda Wine. Yuda Wine. Yes. Where does it come from? Where does Yuda come from? Yeah. So Yuda comes from a concept. Uh, from, First of all, everyone needs to know your philosophy nerd. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Philosophy it. nerd. So this is love important. Um, so it's actually from Aristotle. Uh, he had this idea of eudaimonia. And he had basically was the only virtue worth chasing. So the, the idea is that it's human flourishing or living well. Um, it's often translated to happiness, but that's incorrect. It was sort of a deeper search for meaning uh, in one's life. And so for Aristotle, if you could get eudaimonia in your life, then that was the only virtue you needed and everything else fell into place after Hmm. that. And so, you know, you said philosophy nerd, uh, thinking of a wine name or winery name. And I'd always, this concept had always just stuck with me in my life and and something, you know, I'd sort of, yeah, just kept in the back of my head and and really aspired for. So coming up with a name is hard, uh, but I said, hey. In this industry right now, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Because so many things have been taken Yes. So many things are trademarked. Yep. So many things are patented. And one of the things that uh, you know we're teaching right now is like, go to the USPTO site right now. Yes. Come up with 10 names and good luck. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And, yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it is true. So uh, yeah, obviously eudaimonia is a bit of a tongue twister. Uh, so just wanted to shorten it up, uh, make it look a little sexier on the bottles and yeah. stuff. So with Uda wine, uh, you know, four letters, four letters, it sort of allows us sort of the the, the graphics to look how we want them. So yeah, that's sort of the background of the name. And, you know, there's a loose concept for my wife and I starting you to wine. Um, this is you know, obviously a gigantic project in our lives. And well, it, it, we were, I mean, tongue in cheek, uh, you are um, independently wealthy, of course, <laughs> because anybody that would <laughs> wanted to start a winery has to have just buckets of dough. Yes. Right. Or and, but, tons but, of debt. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I think it's from what we've been talking about, maybe more of the latter. So, yes. so you've, uh, you know, truth be told, you have a master's of science in viticulture and enology. This is, you've been working in wineries, you've studied wine, you're a sommelier. Yeah, you, this isn't something you just woke up one day and you're like, I'm going to start a winery. You've yeah. been doing this for a long time. Yes, yes. And so you talked your wife into starting a winery. Yeah, I talked to that would Yeah, I have the best wife, you know, just very supportive. Um, you know, she's obviously loves wine and, yeah. and uh, you know, is willing to, to sort of go on this with me. And, you know, it's really traces back to 2020, COVID, the whole thing. And I think sure. after that, I mean, obviously, we were very fortunate ourselves in our lives, but... I think everyone that after that period of time is sort of rethinking of, you know, what do I do? What do I want to be doing? And why don't I try this thing I've always sort of had in the back of my head? And so 2022, we moved back down to North Carolina and uh, yeah, started getting the winery open and we'll be open here in about a month. Uh, so late 2023. Excellent. Uh, and that is, you know, how long it takes to sort of get everything in, in line. And I mean, d- people don't realize wine takes a while. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, the, yeah. the harvest comes, you're yep. working 16 hour days, you're pressing grapes, you're getting them ready, you ferment them, and then you wait and you monitor. Yep. Yes. And then when the wine's ready, then you're like, I will now let my fledgling baby 
be enjoyed <laughs> by the masses. So 2023, late, late, maybe November or early November? Or late November to December. How, how can people find your wines? How can they buy them? So they will be available when we open. Okay. Um, we had originally tried to have them available beforehand, and it got tied up in the ABC a little bit. And what? So it was, <laughs> yes, it was. No. Very complicated. Uh, more complicated than I imagined. <laughs> and so it just became easier to, to wait till we had the space bonded with the winery ready to go. Uh, and so we're you know finishing construction as we speak. And so then, you'll have a brick and mortar place where people can brick come and get mortar. It. And so we'll be in a downtown Old Fort. Oh, beautiful. Uh, correct. Yeah. So 30 minutes east of Asheville, um, you know, Old Fort, that's where my wife and I moved to. Um, very exciting town to be in, it it's feels like right really now. It's really kind of blowing up. Oh, yeah. it's There's, there's a lot of really cool stuff happening. There's an there. entrepreneurial spirit in the air, as I tell people. Uh, uh, there really is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, uh, there's some breweries there now. There's yep. there's some really neat uh, happenings over there. Definitely. And... Uh, you know, the the it's just people are heading over the hill and, and checking yep. the place out. So you'll be open in November. What uh what are you focusing on? What you, what I know you have to make wine for the people, Correct. but you're also making wine for yourself. Yes. So you know what uh, in this year's release, this vintage, what are you planning on um, having ready to go? Yeah. So as far as wines go, we'll have three sparkling wines. Um, you know, oh, two awesome. of them like the Pet Nats, one a more traditional method. Uh, sparkling. We'll have a skin contact tremonette, sort of like an you know orange wine style yeah. thing. Uh, we'll have a. Car- be, 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 you said orange wine, and I know people are like, "Wait, what did he say?" Oh, sorry. No, no, no. It's it's short contact time with skins. Yes, it gives it that orange color. Yes, and so I, that's oh, it's a newer style. You'd say it's a it's a, a very old style that's recently yeah, more yeah, popular. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, so yeah, actually, and I actually when I do an orange wine. I ferment it exactly how I do my reds. So I actually do pretty extended skin contact with it. Um, so basically ferment for the you know two to three weeks, however long it takes, press it off the skins, put it in barrel, let it age. Treminet is, it was actually my first time working with Treminet uh, in this style. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Previously I'd used Petit Mansang, another very aromatic yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, grape. And I've always liked the aromatic grapes for the orange wines or skin contact whites, just because you lose so much aromatics and, in that process. You do. And so having something that's already very aromatic. Helps you in the long run down the road. You still sure. end up with yeah. some very nice aromatics you know, at the end. So yeah, that's actually one of our, that I think really turned out really well. Um, so yeah, so we're doing a carbonic as well. Carbonic maceration. Carbonic maceration. So, so for those that don't understand that. Yes, yes yeah, another one. <laughs> um, so this is basically where you put the grapes in, whole cluster in the tank. You fill that tank up with CO2. You shut it. And then you just let it sit, you know, pumping it with CO2 every couple of days, but give it about two weeks of time. During that time, the grapes go through, you know, and an enzymatic fermentation begins to kick off. So inside actually, the skin, in, yeah. Inside each individual berry. So the enzymes start to ferment the sugar. The grapes eventually pop and about 1.5% alcohol or so. And then a standard, you know, yeast-driven fermentation takes over. But what this does is it, you lose a lot of tannin. So basically almost all the tannin goes away but you gain this very fruity flavor uh, mm-hmm. to the wine. So a lot of times carbonic wines are just, I mean, I, my joke is a lot of times they're porch pounders. Simple, oh, nice. simple. Straightforward. Just, yeah, you know, straightforward. You're not trying to- A straight country hard. road. It's exactly. Just, it's right there. Yeah. It's light, crisp, very refreshing. Very approachable. Yeah. And, and this particular one uh, ended up being very light. So it's actually almost a rosé red wine hybrid. It's like to oh, tell people. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and then we did a couple other, you know, we did a Cab Sauv, Cab Franc, 
some red wines as well. So you were coming to the gate with all of those wines. We're ready for these. Yeah. So we, we, uh, yeah, well, so I, I, uh, I made the wine at another facility 2022. Um, well, it was made for me actually mm-hmm. custom crushed uh yeah well but, which is great yeah but so that was that was a big, i did not make the wine no but that was a big check you had to yeah, write exactly so you paid check yes exactly um but a joke you is there, i was yeah i was hired labor to help make the wine make your uh, own wine <laughs> yeah it was uh it's an interesting you sort of have to just the legal side of it but uh no no, no. <laughs> pay no attention ABC. correct <laughs> but uh but anyways um so yeah, we we made the wine in 2022 in anticipation of the opening know, of yeah. opening in 2023. This year, our space is actually we were hoping to be ready by now. It's not. So we're actually at a, another facility making wine for 2023. Okay, because that's the thing with wine is you know you have to stay ahead it, it, of the game. You're gonna have to be yeah. a year out all the time. Yeah, and so you know it was a bit of a bummer not to be ready for 2023 harvest at our at our space, but you know it just it's, it'll it's be ready be when it's ready. It's a blessing in disguise. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. now you don't have. Uh, the mess, yeah. right this year, yeah. and and you know, truth be told, you also have a baby on the way. Yeah, baby so on the way. You need to go buy wine so his kid can go to school because by the time he's eighteen, yeah, uh, it's going to be four hundred thousand dollars a semester. So yeah. <laughs> that being said, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I'm excited to try some of these wines. I, yeah, I think it's going to be a, what an amazing addition to Old Fort at that point. Yeah, uh, and you know, with your experience, uh, kind of making wine all over the world, yeah. whether it was in Switzerland or in, and out in Napa Valley. Um, you're bringing all that expertise and then, you know, certainly making a unique twist on some of the things that you're putting out there, which I think Definitely. Is, th- all the sparkling wines, that is a, that's a big, bold undertaking. Yeah. I, um, so sparkling wine is actually, I think my favorite wine to make. Um, a lot of people, well, I, people I complain about the production side of it sometimes. I don't like the fact that people associate sparkling wine with one day a year. Yeah. That's yeah. It should be for a Tuesday. Yes. Yes. One of my favorite pairings of all time is sparkling wine and fried chicken. Okay. Yeah. It sounds good. Amazing. Yes. The the light sparkling, it helps remove the fat yeah. and then you're ready for the next delicate chicken bite. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you want to get fat, <laughs> if you really want to bulk up, champagne, sparkling wine, and fried chicken. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Well. It is amazing. It is. Yeah. And it. Again, it, like you were saying, it, it lends itself to so many food pairings. It does. And, like beyond one day a year. And well, it, that's the thing. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Yes. Right? What goes better with turkey than champagne? Yeah. Honestly. Yes. The turkey's not a big flavorful meat. Turkey unless needs you're some help. Inje- yes. Yeah. Unless you're injecting it or deep frying it or doing something crazy with it yeah. and adding a lot of flavor to it. Yeah. Because my, my joke's always been, no one likes chicken breast. Yeah. They like to dip the chicken breast into the flavor <laughs> or they like to use it as a vehicle to get sauce into their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, champagne is a great, uh, sparkling wine in particular, is a great pairing for those type of light dishes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lots of sparkling wines and- Awesome. And you know, I didn't really mention before, but sort of philosophically in our winemaking, you know, obviously, <laughs> yeah, the philosophy, philosophy nerd, philosophy oh, nerd. sorry, oh, okay, I can okay. drop that hmm. in. Um, Interesting. You know, we obviously went over a couple, you know, older techniques that are now being used and, you know, I'm, you know, spend some time in Europe. I'm very influenced, I feel, by the, not, it's, I don't know what to call it, but sort of the more traditional approach to winemaking is it doesn't have to be all the bells and whistles. doesn't have to be too fancy. I don't think um, so. I agree. Yeah. And so we do a lot of almost primarily native fermentation, so no yeast, stuff like that. But wow. also- You're nuts. <laughs> oh, no. But, but <laughs> wanting to make, what's most important is you make good wine for people, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and so part of that as well is, 
you know, we are willing to use, you know, filtering, fining, but just being upfront and transparent about what we're doing and sort of using that as a educational experience for anyone enjoying our wines to say, this is how we made it. This is what, you know, what we did with this wine versus what we did with that wine. Um, and that's really what we're hoping for at our space when we're open is that, okay, there'll be tables. If you want to go have a bottle with your friends and not talk to us, that's fine. But also it'll be, my wife and I will be the only two people there to start and I'll get as nerdy as you want about the winemaking <laughs> process. And the idea is to be, you know, very, it's a very authentic experience to yeah. say, Oh wow. Like very I'm European actually. Yes. And so I'm happy you said that yeah, because yeah. That's what I loved about living in Europe is you go tasting at these places sometimes and it's first, it's someone's house it feels like. You're yeah. knocking on the door, they're mad you're there, but then 30 minutes later you're you're ladling wine out of an ancient barrel with the winemaker in the <laughs> yeah. basement. Yeah, and it's just You're not just somebody off the street. Exactly. Now you're now you're yeah. their friend. Exactly. Yeah, and that's just was always I that stuck with me in Europe of just how it, It's funny that you say they're mad that you're there. Yes. But 30 minutes later, it, it yeah. really happens. There's no hospitality at all. Like zero. It's, it's just, but yes. it's, it's real. It's the real deal. It's like, and, oh, I have to get up and do this now. <laughs> and then when you're there, then they're like, oh, I get it. Now I remember why I do this because yeah. it's amazing and it's fun. Exactly. So yeah. that's sort of what we're doing. We're trying to do with the wines. Um, and we also mentioned, I mentioned the uh, Tremonet we're using for the orange wine. The Carbonic, I don't think I mentioned, is Chamberson. Okay. We are working with other vinifera, but we really want to embrace the non-vinifera varietals as well. The ones that uh, grow around the here. The ones that grow yeah. here, exactly. Because I do think that's, you know, we are working with, you know, partner vineyards. We don't have a vineyard ourselves, but whatever can help someone grow more sustainably and easier for the farmer, well, you know, it's just... if it, you the, the, the grapes that grow here, grow here. Exactly. You can try to put a square peg in a round hole and it just... It doesn't work for folks. Yeah. And they got to realize that, you know, there's there's things that will work and will won't. Yeah. And the reason that they don't is people tried it. Yes. And they can tell you not to do this. Yes. And, and yeah. There can be great, great, amazing wines made from these grapes. Definitely. And in your hands, I can only imagine that they're phenomenal. Yeah. And again, there, you know, there's already wineries paving the way here yeah, and, and throughout the Southeast and, you know, throughout the world. But I'm a, I'm a big believer in non-vinifera vines, um, you know, just with you know, again, back to sustainability, how you farm. And you've been it's, all over the place. It's you, not like you've yeah. not seen all sorts of crazy stuff. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually being in Switzerland really opened my eyes to that. The Swiss are very open to non, you know, these with, you know, the hybrids, quote unquote. Sure. Um, whereas, you know, you go to France and there's a big battle about if they're allowed. And now they are allowing them, though, because um, of the know, climate they, change. Yeah. Climate change. Exactly. It's, it's so decimating their uh, grape production. Exactly. And they make great wines. You just got people to try, you know, people need to try them. And that's, for me, what's so fun about, one, being in the Southeast when people try the wine and also using non-traditional varietals is it's not just, oh, wow, this is good for North Carolina or this is good for the Southeast. No, this is like, a this great is wine. good. Yeah. And that, to me, is always the most fun part of just you know getting people there and, and I, having those conversations. I love sitting quietly at a bar knowing just, I'm a nerd. Don't let these rugged good looks fool you, everyone. <laughs> and I hear it happens at breweries. It happens at wineries. It happens at distilleries. You know, you, and you hear like, oh, I didn't imagine this to be this good. Yeah. I didn't realize that that grape can be this good. Yes. And it and it's it's funny when, when it's in the hands of, you know, an artist, uh, some of the artists in this region even, like yourself, where they they know what to do with it. Yes. They have a vision for the grape. Before they're even, you know, pulling it off the the vine, and it's just uh, it's exciting to see what you've come up with. Yes, uh, I can't wait to taste them. I can't wait to try. I can't wait to head down to Old Fort. I'll bring my wife. Please um, try to find a babysitter for my two 
rambunctious kids. <laughs> um, which leads me to uh, a segment called Booze Clues. Cool. And so you're uh, you're now a uh, a, a second time uh, into uh, consuming the craft podcast. So I, uh, I, I winemaker. I don't want to give you wine. I feel like that. That's like a. Um, I spit on your shoes. You, know? like, you, you drink wine all the time because you have to. Yeah, it's part of the job. Yeah, it's not, I don't. I don't drink anymore. Right now, I'm just conducting yeah, research. Exactly. It's all research. I do it for the kids. For the kids. It's for the children. And so my students know that uh, I, I occasionally drink um, things other than alcohol, but most of the time, I have to drink alcohol for them. So I thought we would go in the fruit category. Uh, it is a locally produced brandy. It was actually a collaboration between Urban Orchard uh, cider company and the chemist. Okay. So they made the cider, they shipped it over the chemist, they distilled it, they made a brandy with it, and then it's been aged, um, I think it was four years in rye whiskey barrels. No, excuse me, five years in rye whiskey wow. barrels. So this was their first release uh, of this apple brandy, and I'm I'm a huge fan of apple brandy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calvados from Northern France, I mean, I could, it's it's not a problem. <laughs> because I can't find it as readily as I want. No, yeah. But, that, that, but uh, some of the uh, amazing Cavados I've had just with the essence of the apple. So with the rye whiskey note in the background of it, it, it give it a smell, give it a taste. I, I don't want to ruin it for you. Um, and I know you have plenty of sensory experience and just kind of nosing and tasting, but it pours uh, into a golden colored elixir in the glass. Mm-hmm. Color is beautiful. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. The clarity is also beautiful. Um, I get just a hint of the rye. I get an apple, of course. I get a... I feel there's almost like a honey aspect to it, a, a rich... I definitely get the oak um, yes. after you get behind the ethanol a little bit as it's coming out of the glass. Uh, yeah, really, really... Uh, mm. Now, though, it is, uh, I will warn you, uh, it is at 95 proof, Holy so cow. it's a little bit overproof, but it, yeah. it doesn't... I don't think it drinks like that. So that does not drink like 95 proof. No, it's scary, right? Yeah. Because little... first of all, the heat is just in your mouth. Yes. Maybe just the tiniest little bit in your throat. It yep. goes away really fast. Yep. There's nothing that no. goes down your esophagus. Yep. There's nothing in your belly. It's just this big apple, rye, oaky experience. Yes. And it's really crisp and cleansing. But mm-hmm. there's, it, like it, it coats, yep. but then that coating goes away really quick. Yeah, I feel like I got it in my nose a bit. I could feel the alcohol in my nose, yeah. but basically nowhere else. And Which, it's 95%. Yeah, that's... Or not 95%, yeah. 95 proof, excuse me. Yeah. We've yeah. been drinking, so... <laughs> but I I, uh, I think they did a really, really nice job. And I, I see more um, uh, collaborations like this uh, in the future Yeah. Uh, for folks around this region. Because I think that, you know, if you have a great cider company like... Urban Orchard, you have a great distillery like The Chemist, and then they came together to make this, I think it's a beautiful brandy, Um, and I'm I'm a fan of brandy. I'm not going to hide that by any stretch of the imagination. I just like capturing that essence of the fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think definitely on the nose, what I would describe as, you know, that honey, and to me, that's even more so in tasting it, if there's this richness to it. Um, it, it, Definitely apple, definitely the rye, but uh, yeah, this is... uh, very uh, easy drinking. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, yes. And <laughs> but to your point about the collaborations, that's uh, to me that's really cool to see in the industry. Um, you know, people have so much expertise in in various things and, and coming together. And I think it stems from this open mindedness we have now with alcohol of sort of what's 
you know, what's possible. I mean, I see this in wine where the older folks, you know, sometimes you see it very much like, I like my Napa cab and that's all I need. That's all I'm going to drink. Yeah. And then, you know, I see with the younger consumers. And again, of course, you know, everyone's different. It's a broadcasting generalization. Sure. But still, it's, I want your, that's a what's grape the, I've never seen or yeah, heard. What's the from, funkiest thing you yeah, have? Yeah, give it to me. I'll yeah. try it. And, and I think that's really cool um, and just sort of you know, opens more avenues for, for quality alcohol. I'm always saying collaboration, not litigation. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's work together. Let's yeah. make, I will try the booze that you make because yeah. that's my job. Again, I don't want to do it. For the I do kids. It for the kids. <laughs> for the children's. Um, so what's new at Udawine? What When we know you're going to be opening, how can people are going to be able to come to Old Fort? Is this yep. something that... Uh, I hate to bring this up. Are you going to be doing sales online? We will be doing sales okay. online. Okay, so yeah. they will be able to get it no matter where they are. Correct. Yeah, we'll Love do it. sales online. Uh, until Uta- it's gone. Until it's all gone, yeah. yeah. Uh, so utawine.com. Um, you know, we'll have sales available through there with shipping. Um, we'll obviously have the, the winery itself open that people will be available to come visit. Um, sure. That'll be open Saturday, Sundays to start. As we get going, well, it's just you two. And, it's just us two, and we both and have full time jobs. Well, <laughs> both of you have full time jobs. Yeah. Truth be told, you're also having your first baby. Yes. You guys are insane. Yeah, we're you're not trying to open a winery at this. You guys have lost your damn minds. So it's, it's it's I have my wife has nothing to do with it. I mean, she has everything to do with this. Well, but uh, it's she was there. She yeah, she accepted the terms, but uh, she's just a very supportive, very supportive wife. You definitely but, uh, outkicked your punk coverage on this one. Oh, 100 percent, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, so we open Saturday Sundays. Uh, you know. Just to get the ball rolling, we are, you know, obviously opening in the winter, you know, knowing sort of a slower time, but just sort of get things in well, line. I, and honestly, it's a new winery. It would be a great stocking stuffer for yeah. anybody looking to bring something from this region yes. back to their home or yes. vice versa. If you're coming into town, maybe for your fourth or fifth time and you've done most of the other places, yes, this is a new place to come visit. The other thing I have is my parents coming in this weekend. So this is always the conundrum when you have family come in. Mm-hmm. Where new can you take them? Now they have a new spot. Yeah. And as we mentioned before, Old Fort's really hopping. There's it's not that far away. People think far. it's so far away, but it's no. not. It's just over the hill. It's a, just, yeah. a really quick drive. Quick drive. And, there's, and right now it'd be beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful down there. Again, great breweries around us as yeah. well, so you can make a trip out of it if you want to try a few different things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to open. You know, as I said, it's this plan started in early 2022, and it's now late 2023. And then you've lit and, piles of money on fire, and yeah, now you're just, ready to light is, more on fire. It's all red as I look at my <laughs> spreadsheets, but we are ready to sell a bottle of wine here. Like, it's, it's exciting. That that is the hard part: getting yeah. getting open, getting some money coming across the counter, talking, yeah. telling your story explaining the you know the name and the the passion and in your experiences uh i think it's going to sell itself i think you're going to make great wine i can just you know you can tell just by talking to you but oh. that, that you're uh you have your heart in each bottle <laughs> i appreciate uh, that and and now you're going to have a baby <laughs> i can whew. yeah it's i'll uh, pour us more brandy once i turn yeah, this off yeah, with yeah. We'll just open another <laughs> bottle here for us yeah no it um yeah, that's uh, yeah, obviously another factor, but excited about all of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you come to Utah and there's a baby strapped to my chest and I'm pouring <laughs> you wine, uh, you'll you'll understand why. <laughs> no, it checks out. It's a family business. Exactly. There's no labor law, no, no. child labor laws. <laughs> yeah, the, the baby will not work. pour the wine. Don't Get worry. Get to work, baby. <laughs> um, well, I can't thank you enough for being here, Michael. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate it. You can stop in anytime. Uh, bring you some wine next time, and we'll. Definitely. I'd be happy to drink it. I mean, it's something I do once again for the kids. <laughs> for, the, for the kids. And thank you to Danny McConnell from McConnell Farms. Thanks, Danny, for everything you do for sponsoring the podcast. This has been Consuming the Craft Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.